Welcome, listeners, to this episode of The Good Sign with me, your hostess, Donna Simintov. Thank you, thank you for joining us. I am so excited to be here on this special episode because this is episode number eight, and eight holds a very special place in my heart, and I will elaborate on that shortly. I am sitting here with none other than my very, very best friend, Nina Rosengarten. Say hello, Nina. Hi. You know, Nina, you've been a guest before, and I you have, have and been I'm honored to be back. Honored and shocked. <laughs> you are brought back by popular demand. Um, I'm popular and I demanded it. <laughs> <laughs> no one else really cares. <laughs> I'm the only one who requested We're it. We're doing this for ourselves. We're doing. There you go. We enjoy listening to ourselves. I decided that I wanted to do this podcast with you because I felt like I really wanted to laugh and have fun and enjoy it. And you know what? I have a lot of fun with you. And I do too with you. And that's why you're my number one best friend. Right back at you. Now, if any of you listeners are thinking, hey, I thought I was your best friend, Donna, you are. <laughs> <laughs> you also are. Shh, don't tell Nina. Okay, so there's room for many friends in our lives. And that it's a beautiful message right there. There's room for many friends in our lives. Do you Podcast agree? Podcast over. <laughs> message sent. <laughs> <laughs> message successfully sent. Okay, so um, this is Podcast 8. And Nina, you know, the number eight stands for infinity. Do you, mm -hmm. Did you know that? Yes, I did. Okay, so I think that that's just an amazing number because it stands for so many things. It stands mm -hmm. for God is infinite, and it stands for so many things that we don't understand are infinite, right? right. So our friendship of? of how many years? Oh, I don't even know. Are you good at math, Nina? I think we went through this last time. <laughs> this is going to be a repeat. We have not improved. <laughs> I thought maybe you got a tutor and you improved your skills. Either way, we've been friends for a long time. So right. if you missed our first episode, shame on you. But don't worry because we're about to do another one and it's going to be even better. Um, I have to say that today was a very special day because I was able to go to my daughter Sophia's Hanukkah workshop. Aww. It was actually really adorable and I can't even explain to you how cute she is and the whole class was. But what stood out most of all was at one point we were sitting and we were all doing like different arts and crafts activities. And I looked over at one of the mothers who I didn't recognize, and I was like, oh, hi, who are you? And she said, oh, I'm I'm Josh's mom. And then the mom across from her said, oh, I'm Anna L's mom. And then the other mom was like, oh, hi, I'm Frady's mom. And I was like, oh, hi, nice to meet you. I'm Sophia's mom. Mm -hmm. And then we all just started laughing because not one of us said our name. <laughs> like, that actually happened today. Yeah. Not one of us said our name, and we all started laughing. And one of them was, like, about to say their name, and then someone else was like, does it really matter who you are? Like, <laughs> like you're Josh's mom, and that's it. And I was like, it's so true like I don't even remember the last time I introduced myself to someone and said hi I'm Donna it, right. it doesn't even when I even say my own name it doesn't even come off easily in my own mouth right. do you know what I'm saying of course there was a time where I was Donna right. like anyone who I met I said hi this is Donna right. now you're somebody else you're a mother you're a wife you're a life coach you're a teacher you're all those other things yes like I become Mrs. Simintov um as a teacher that's what everyone right. calls me obviously and I your husband my husband <laughs> uh, in certain situations Sometimes. depends on where we're at so um you know and i obviously i'm called mommy now these are great titles these are titles that you're happy to have but at the same time it was like a moment for me where i was like i i do feel more and more like i miss donna and it sounds so strange and i think some of the listeners are probably thinking i'm nuts or maybe hopefully some are relating to what i'm no, saying I think people are relating to it um i think you have to actually take the time to actually realize that you're forgetting because you become this all you know all these other people that you forget about the fact that you miss who you actually are 
I don't know if anyone actually even takes the time to do that, but I think now that you bring it to people's attention, I think everyone will say to themselves, oh yeah, I forgot about that person. I forgot about just me. I forgot about just me having a good time and me going out and, and doing things for myself. Not to say, because I do have to say one thing I think we both agree on is when people make comments about, you know, I never take time for myself and I only do things for others. It's like, it's kind of annoying, if I'm going to be honest with you, because yeah, okay, yeah, you should. That's what life is about, you know what I mean? But again, like you said, you should also take time for you and just to, to be you. Don't forget who you are and your likes and your interests and what's going to make you happy and have a great time because that's going to make you so much better at everything else. Yeah, and I think for me, I, what I really miss most of all is the laughing. Like, I was, I was a huge laugher. Mm-hmm. Like, my whole life... I was a laugher to the point where I was always getting kicked out of class for laughing. Right. Like, that's who I was. Like, anyone who knew me back when and remembers me knows that I couldn't stop laughing. And I was forever getting in trouble for laughing to the point when the teacher kicked me out of class. I couldn't stop laughing and I was standing outside by the door laughing. And then the teacher was like, how dare you keep laughing? I kicked you out. Go to the principal. Mm-hmm. So I would laugh my way to the principal's office. And then when <laughs> I she... I one question. Were you laughing? I was laughing. I was laughing. And when the principal, and I remember this, I remember the principal being like, Donna, please come inside. And I tried to hold it together. I really did. And she'd be like, can you explain to me why you're standing here instead of being in class? And when I was about to speak, all of a sudden I would remember the person's face or the funny moment. I would burst out laughing. So that's who I was. Now, yes, there are moments now where I I laugh and it feels so good. But most of my time, I'm just day in day out go 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 rush 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 work shopping lists laundry children you, you know what i mean and yeah but don't you still think though because knowing you i feel like you are still laughing and you are still fun even amidst all that i'm trying and, and i feel like you should take pride in that and i feel like i also take pride in that like when i'm home sometimes with the kids just like having a great time and turning the music on and being silly like you are still that person but maybe you're just not doing it in the same way that we did it 30 years ago because obviously we're not Okay, you know, so that's a good point. 30 years younger. Yeah, that's a good point. It's true. No, I definitely think that I'm still silly and I still mm-hmm. try to have fun. And you know, I, I'm not like, it's not like I became a serious total, person. No, I didn't become a, I'll never be a serious person. Actually, it's funny you say that because I feel like I was telling somebody recently that I'm immature. And, and I believe I am. Mm-hmm. I believe I'm very immature. And they said to me, what do you mean? Aren't you like in your 40s? And mm-hmm. I was like, first of all, pardon you. I'm only 41. <laughs> like in your 40s is, right. I don't know, 46. It's mid. Mm-hmm. It's mid. Yeah. So so pardon them. So how dare you? <laughs> so in other words, they're on <laughs> my... lot of nerves. They're on my hate list. We don't talk anymore. It's done. And by the way, if you're listening, you're done. You know who you are. You know who <laughs> you made a big mistake. Please stay awake. <laughs> So, but the, what was my point? Oh, yeah. The point is, is that I don't even know. What was my point? That I you forgot. are, that laughter is still a part of your life and you still are that silly person. Yes, that I was saying that I'm immature. So oh. when they were like, how could you be immature? Aren't you supposed to get a certain age where like you're just not immature? Now, the thing is, is that I think that being immature is just part of who I am. Like I'll go through my whole life being immature. Mm-hmm. And when I see people who are quote unquote mature, to me, I don't look at it like a compliment. I look at it more like, gosh, why are you so serious? Like you're so mature. Right. Like why do you have to become matronly? Why do you mm-hmm. have to become like a woman? Here's, here's, the, here's the thing. I still view myself as a girl. Right, same. Definitely. You also? I, oh, for sure. And sometimes I do like see women. 20. When I, sometimes I see people who are my age or mm-hmm. even younger. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's a woman. All the time. And I'm not saying it like... Most of the time I see people who are even younger than me and I just can't believe that they're younger than me from the way they look to the way they act to the way they're talking. And I'm just like, 
Yeah, I definitely don't want to be that person. Right. You kind of want to hold on to your adventurous your youth, your youth, your silliness, your ability to just laugh at stupidity. I mean, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, Nina, can I just tell you something? Of course. This is this is this is a perfect story to to explain what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. So, several years ago, I got a call from one of my kids' teachers when they were in preschool. Mm-hmm. The teacher called me, and in all seriousness, said to me, "You know, I'm calling about your child." Now, mind you, my child was five Mm because they were in kindergarten. And they said to me, I just wanted you to know that we're like, you know, we we think your kid is great. They always start with a compliment. You have to start with a compliment. Yeah, we both know that. So I was sort of just, I was waiting for the compliment (laughs) to end to get to to where they (laughs) were really going. And then then the teacher said to me, you know, I was a little concerned because we were reading a a story today to the Mm -hmm. class. And the name of the story was An Officer's Duty. Now, I, I started laughing. <laughs> Nina, Nina. That's why I know this story, okay. so I'm laughing. <laughs> well, you know what, Nina? The listeners don't I'm know the sorry. story, so if you don't mind just <laughs> hushing it, that would be great. Yeah. So she said to me, it's called an officer's duty, and I accidentally chuckled when I heard mm. that word. So she was a little bit startled by my chuckle, <laughs> and she continued. Like, Are you not a teacher? And she continued, and she said, so anyways, we were reading the story. And all the other students understood that it was D-U-T-Y and that it was appropriate and that they should listen calmly. Your son, every time we used the word, started laughing. Now, I said to her, I said, I'm just not sure what the problem is. I said, D-U-T-Y or D-O-O-D-Y, like to me, it's just funny. Like Mm -hmm. when you say that word, I said, I'm a grown up. And if I was at a speech and someone at the panel said Mm -hmm. that word, I may, I may chuckle. I may. Now, she was surprised because she was like, what? Like, you're an adult. You're supposed to be mm-hmm. on my side here. So that's just a perfect example yeah. of I don't think I'll ever completely be mature and right. grow up. I Thank will you. forever find these types of things humorful. Humor- right. Humorful? Humorous. 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 Yes. Thank you. And this is why I keep you around, Nina. <laughs> it's for spelling and grammar. There's, it, it, it's, <laughs> it's all about the syntax. <laughs> you're showing off. She just said syntax. That was actually really brag arty. <laughs> Okay, Nina, you're lucky I love you because normally if somebody uses the word syntax, I cut them out immediately. (laughs) don't, you know, air the podcast. I I would actually delete and begin again. (laughs) Okay, so I guess the goal is how do we hold on to the person that we were or the person that we want to be and not lose ourselves in all the other hats that we're currently wearing and, 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 and not get overwhelmed by all of those roles? I think that's also what I struggle with lately is... I feel like I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, now I'm totally overwhelmed. Now I'm totally overwhelmed. Now I can't cope. Now I can't handle anything. And I don't want that to happen. Mm-hmm. So, like, do you... F- I mean, listen, Nina, you work full-time. Right. And you... Can I know You have a, a, a family and you have a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And listen, everyone listen. Everyone right. listening has a lot going on. Right. Let's be frank. Like, there's right. no person out there that's, like, living the life of Riley mm-hmm. and just, you know, li- laying on a well, hammock in, right. in, Hawaii, in Hawaii, right? I don't, I don't know those people. No. I, frankly, I wish I did. Right. I'd like to hang out with them more. Yeah, but you don't want to. If you're listening person, and you have a thing. hammock in Hawaii, just like private message me. No, not, you know? <laughs> By the way, I have you don't a have hammock. To, you have a hammock? I mean, not in Hawaii, but it's here. So you have here one in North Woodmere? Yeah. It's not Hawaii. It's not Hawaii, but that's a perfect example. Enjoy the hammock in North Woodmere. <laughs> <laughs> that's beautiful. That's beautiful. It's so profound. it is profound. You're like, yes, it may be, you know, minus two degrees. Right. And it's, there's no sun. You could bring it inside. Frankly, where are you hanging the hammock? I don't see trees in your yard. No, you don't have to hang it. It has stands. Ah. I feel like you've seen it, no? I may have. Mm. I may have. You know, I always wanted a hammock, and I got one. So what you're suggesting is don't wait for opportunity. Just take what you need and go for it. Yeah. 
I love that. No, but I think we were talking, you were talking about, you know, how we all are busy with a million different things. Right. How do you not get overwhelmed? Yeah. And I think for me, I do really, and I really do make an effort to just think about what could be. You know, like, you really do, Neba, hear so many things that are really, truly, like, yes, we all have. Like you've said before, and I agree with you 100%, we all have our thing. We all have our peckle. Everyone has something. No one's life is perfectly perfect, perfect. But there is real nebuch tragedy no matter what it is you could always find something worse so yes you're overwhelmed so i woke up super early in the morning and i haven't stopped and i've been non-stop and i have the kids and i have to go here and i have to go there and i have to do this and i have to do that but baruch hashem like and, and this is also what i longed for so long and this is what i want like this is what i want this is we choose this we chose this you know what i mean we we chose to get married we want to have kids we we really kind of choose this life so how could we really complain about it Okay, but what if a person is is not in the life they chose? What if, what if there's a person listening, and I'm sure there are because mm-hmm. we all can, to some extent, relate right. to the fact that we're not all in exactly in the life we want to live. Sometimes we find ourselves single when we want to be married, right. or we find ourselves childless when we want a family, or right. we find ourselves jobless when we need an income, or we find ourselves in an unhappy marriage when we're desperately wanting to be happy in a marriage. So it's not always the case, Nien. That's true. But I you're saying still there's always a worst-case scenario to I think compare. there is always a worst case, but also, like, try to fix it so to speak yes okay that's easier said than done you could say i'm single i'm doing everything my parent because obviously i was there but even when i was there like i so for those of you that don't know or missed our first podcast and shame on shame on you if you missed it but nina got married when she was 35 Mm -hmm. and although in all standards that's a beautiful wonderful age and i know many people you know want to get married that's fine right but i think that for nina she had in our community in our in our world nina was already looking to get married at 21 right so you're talking about being in the in the shidduch scene in the dating scene for 15 years Mm -hmm. so nina has a lot of insight into how she not just dealt with it because dealt with sounds negative what nina did and i was a first-hand observer of this was she seamlessly and happily got through that period of time in her life with satisfaction and fulfillment and making the most of every day granted she had her moments where she was you know feeling down or sad and and wishing that things were different and you know I, i remember those very clearly but i would say as a whole she was completely optimistic and and happy go lucky so so if you could elaborate on that Neen. yeah i mean i think like i always say when you're in these situations when you're in a situation that you can't control you have to just tell yourself i'm doing everything i possibly can am i doing everything i possibly can because even in the single world there are people who aren't doing everything they possibly can now what about people that say i go on any date that i get set up with but i don't get i don't get set up on that many dates you know people are not calling that much and so i'm am i doing everything i possibly can like i don't know like what can i really do other than wait for someone to set me up no but then now we're living in a world of websites and, and technology and like there i mean there's so many sites so you're saying taking you matters into yeah. your hands and and even things that you know you might say oh it's not my thing or i mean i don't know if it's more popular now than it was then because like then it was very easy to say like oh it's you know it, now i think i mean especially like i have friends who are not jewish like everyone's on a site you know what i mean it's a thing now it's what you do um so i so i mean back then i think you could easily say oh it's not really my thing and it personally for me it really wasn't my thing and ironically i actually met my husband 
on that site, on a site. And it so, was not my so, thing at all. It wasn't my avenue. It wasn't where. So you have to put I yourself out thesis. there. Yeah. You can't say, I'm doing everything I can within my comfort zone. That's not what putting, right. doing everything you can means. Right. Doing everything you can means I'm going out of my comfort zone. I'm exploring options that I never thought I would explore. And I'm opening myself up to opportunities and experiences, even though it's not on my list of my top 10 most desirable choices. Right. And and that's obviously not only for being single. That's for anything. Like that's you said, anything. if it's a job, if it's your marriage, if it's whatever it is, you have to tell yourself, I'm doing everything in my power. If you are doing everything in your power, it will work out. You have to, you do have to have faith and you do have to believe. Um, it will work out. As long as you can tell yourself, okay, this is out of my hands, but I am doing everything in my power. Okay, but this give is myself a hugely, imp- it's a hugely important message that you're saying. And I want to elaborate for a minute because I know many people who actually falsely believe that they are doing everything in their mm-hmm. power and then they will just spend many 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 years fetching and complaining right. about why things aren't changing right. let but me give where you where does that get you okay so, let, so let's, let's, let's let's talk about practicality right um we can go through many examples so that everyone listening can relate to in some mm-hmm. in some way but let's say that person okay let's talk about weight right how many of us as as it could be a man mm-hmm. too by the way well, so course. many of us have bad body image right. and and we're unhappy with the way mm-hmm. we look and listen, we're, we're either, either it's an age thing, it's a, it's a metabolic thing, it's the fact that we're busy so we don't get to go to the gym, we don't make healthy choices, mm-hmm. wherever, whatever the reason is, we're unhappy. And we know that when we're unhappy with our physical selves, it affects so many aspects right. of our lives. I cannot tell you how many people have confided mm-hmm. in meaning over the years about the fact that it really affects them in their relationships. Right. It affects their self-confidence mm-hmm. and it, it, it really does... Um, leak into every aspect Mm -hmm. okay so let's say a person like that who will you know go on these yo-yo diets right one day i'm careful one day Mm -hmm. i'm not i joined a gym but i don't really go Mm -hmm. right that that type of thing and you convince yourself that you're doing everything in your power you know you really are you're trying so hard you bought whole wheat bread for goodness sake right (laughs) now i'm not belittling at all how difficult that struggle Mm -hmm. is because food is one of the biggest taivas and temptations Mm -hmm. that exist so by all means if if you're someone that struggles with that like it's it's so so hard mm-hmm. you know it really is but can it be done yes right. are there people that have lost hundreds of pounds mm-hmm. because they were really motivated right. yes at the end of the day what it really comes down to is not saying you want it but wanting it with every fiber of mm-hmm. your being you live breathe and th- it's all you could you wake up motivated thinking about it right that's wanting it not I think I want it. Right. Right? I don't know. I agree with you 100%. Even something with weight. Everyone's like, oh, I have like a new plan or there's a new this, a keto, a schmido, whatever it is. I always say with weight especially, there's it's no science. Just eat less, exercise more. And so if you really want it, you can never tell someone. You can never convince someone to lose weight. They have to want it. And that's true of everything in life. You have to want it. It has to be something that you on your own want and are going to make an effort to do. And, and if you do, you will get there. So somebody, let's say, who's in a relationship and they're not happy with the relationship, okay? Maybe they're married, maybe they're mm-hmm. dating, whatever it is. Maybe it's a parent-child relationship, mm-hmm. right? They're not happy with a relationship. And you hear so many times that people will complain. It's, it's, actually, it's actually a funny thing because, you know, I talk to my sisters. I have three sisters and, you know, thank God everyone's married with kids. And we talk a lot about these realities. And we say it's unbelievable to think that the same complaints we had when we first got married, now 20 years later, I'm still complaining right. about the same things. 20 years? Mm-hmm. Yes, because the idea complaining is almost like it fuels itself. When you complain about something, mm-hmm. it makes you feel entitled. Like, I complain about this. I deserve better. Right. If you really want to change, 
you have to go ahead and make that change, right? That's what you said before. Right, absolutely. You can make a change. If you're putting in 110%, things mm. will shift. Yeah, for sure. But don't fool yourself into thinking, I'm doing everything I can. Things aren't shifting. No, you're not. Right. Right. Now listen, there are always exceptions to the rule. God forbid nobody should be in a position where there's abuse or alcohol or an affair. Like, you know, there are certain things where you actually don't have control right. because the other right. person needs help to some, some mm-hmm. capacity. But we're talking about in a mainstream situation, mm-hmm. generalizing the situation. Yes, very often you have much more control than you think. You just really, really have to want to make you that change. You have to change. work on it. You really have to work on it. I mean, like you've said in the past on other podcasts, like, this doesn't come easy. I'm not just naturally, like, super happy and super this and super that. You actually make a conscious effort to be that way, and that's true in any capacity. Yeah. It's, it's amazing, really, how it's... You, you get to a point in your life where you start realizing that you have so much more control than you ever thought. I think when we feel like we don't have control, that's when we start feeling very, very um, defeated. Right. When you don't feel like you have control and you feel like right. you have bad luck, right? right? Things are just happening to me. That is a terrible, suffocating, drowning feeling. But it does happen to everybody. Everyone feels that way. Something happens in your life at some point that you cannot control, that it's not your fault. And and again, you have to tell yourself, okay, I'm going to accept it. I think like what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And it is what it is. Sometimes you have to just say it is what it is. And I'm doing everything in my power to overcome it. So if something happens and somebody feels awful or hurt or, or, you know, betrayed or whatever terrible feeling they have by whatever circumstance happened, I guess the hard thing is where you said, oh, it is what it is. Okay, so you could say those words, but how do you actually really get past the negative feeling? Because to move on, you have to be able to put it behind you. But how do you do that when because it's so painful? that's not the only thing in your life. There are other wonderful, amazing things. It's not only that. That's the one negative amidst, I'm sure, a lot of wonderful things. So that's not to take away. That's not to say, okay, fine, so I'll just ignore the fact that I'm miserable about X, Y, and Z. And it's hard to really talk because we're, so, we're talking so generally, you know? But you know what I love about what you're saying? That whole, and I'm sure people know this, but it's something worth repeating. The whole concept of, you know, when you have pitch darkness when you're surrounded you know you've been in that moment when like in a basement or somewhere where there's no there's no light it's so dark it's almost palpable you know you could like feel it's almost like a thick darkness engulfing you you can't see anything it's incredible how little light it takes to penetrate that darkness the slightest the slightest bit of light cracking through a window or coming from a flashlight but the slightest bit in a very big space of darkness will penetrate that darkness to the point where you could see where you're going. And I think about that a lot in terms of you could be experiencing something so hard. You could be in such a dark, dark place. Try to remember and keep in mind that the slightest bit of light, you considering and remembering one small thing that's positive, that makes you feel good, that makes you feel like you, you could breathe again, that will get you through the darkest, darkest place, that little bit of light. Mm-hmm. And how really how beautiful and poignant with Hanukkah right around the corner, yeah. and we call it the miracle of lights. Mm-hmm. I thought about this a lot, and I plan to talk about it more, mm-hmm. so I don't want to give away too much. Mm-hmm. But I was creating like this message in my mind about Hanukkah, how we call it the festival of lights, because I think that's really God's message is it just takes light. Mm-hmm. It just takes light to persevere in this world that sometimes feels so dark and right. so gloomy and so hard. Mm. And sometimes that's finding a great friend like you. Right. Oh. Sometimes it's just, you know, you know, introspecting and finding that moment within your own self, mm-hmm. right? And I think sometimes it's also doing something for others. It's going to sound like so cliche, but really, I think 
putting a smile on someone else's face, doing something for someone else, being selfless towards someone else, and making a difference for someone else actually just really does make you feel so happy. Someone told me recently, I don't know if I'm going off tangent, but it's actually a nice story. Um, she said to me, she's like, you know, I know like you're, you're like, you're a giver. You like to give, 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 give. But sometimes you have to realize that when you give other people an opportunity to give to you, you're giving them this amazing satisfaction of giving. That is amazing. And I love that. Because I, I went really through a time where like, I didn't have a babysitter and I was relying on other people. And I hate, 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 hate asking people for things or favors. And, and it, it, I thought that was really beautiful. Like you're giving them an opportunity to feel good about themselves for helping you out. You know, so I thought that was like a nice way. It's such to an look interesting at. way to think about giving. Mm-hmm. You know, we always think about giving, whereas I have to do for someone right. else. But by allowing someone sometimes to do for me, perhaps mm-hmm. I'm making them feel fulfilled. Right. That's beautiful. Right. I love that. But it's so true. Oh my gosh, it's so true. When you're feeling so forlorn and so bad, sometimes the answer to it is just do something for someone else. Yeah, it's incredible. It's mm-hmm. almost like magic. Yeah. You know, you know, you think about chesed. You think about kindness and doing good deeds. There's really something to be said about it. Mm-hmm. It's such a, a fulfilling. It takes it takes the light off of your own unhappiness, and it just makes you feel light yeah. and and good. You just feel amazing. You just feel amazing. Yeah. It's really something. It's like so many of the lessons that we learn growing up that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. As you get older, you begin to realize that there's they're not they're not there's not there's like a simplicity to it but really they're so profound right all of these messages that you mm-hmm. learn growing up like you know be kind to others right. treat others as you want to be treated mm-hmm. these are really like True. these are really lifelong lessons, lessons mm-hmm. that you can take into every aspect of your life right absolutely okay nina i could sit here with you all night I, I, I really could because i love your company i love your wisdom i love your sense of humor and i love your everything I, I love your I, everything, yeah. Nina. I love you. How many people love your everything? Think about it. <laughs> no one really loves me. <laughs> Except for you. <laughs> I want to especially thank my listeners for tuning in to tonight's podcast. And I hope that you found it as inspirational and uplifting and meaningful as I did. And thank you so much for all of your feedback, especially for your feedback, because that means so much to me. That really makes me feel good. And thank you for letting me know the types of questions and discussions that you want to hear on the podcast. I always have that in my mind as I'm speaking. And I wish you all a wonderful week and an amazing Hanukkah. And just keep in mind and remember that life is a ride. You've got to enjoy those ups and those downs and every moment in between. So till next time, thanks for tuning in. This is Donna Simintov at The Good Sign.